0: Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game,
1: JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the JTandthedon or email them at JTandthedon at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys.
0: Welcome to the next episode of JT and the Dawn. I am the Don Donato Bucci, and thank you for that wonderful introduction to Nicole Thompson and the intro music by Mike Regina. And remember to please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find all of your other favorite podcast and please remember to leave us a five star review. Now, let me welcome in everyone's favorite JT Jimmy Thompson. How you feeling today?
1: Doing good, man. Sports is on every single day. It doesn't get any better than this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, one person who may not be doing so well,
0: or maybe he is because he's still collecting a paycheck is (laughs) your dude, Bill O'Brien. The Texans fired Coach Bill O'Brien this past Monday. After starting the season 0-4, O'Brien had been head coach of Houston since 2014. So, JT, the hot question in Houston for the Texans, who should be their next head coach?
1: First of all, how dare you? I know we joke around a lot on this show, but Bill O'Brien has never at any point been my boy i've been saying that he is one of the worst coaches in the league he should have been fired a long time ago and in the words of lebron james it's about damn time so anyway to answer your question this is an easy easy fix just go right up the road kansas city chiefs get offensive coordinator eric b just like i've been saying it feels like for two or three years now easy choice and i'll even throw in a, a bonus for you not only do they need to go get Bieniemy as the coach Go get your boy Lewis Riddick as the GM, and I think that is a making of a powerful duo that can turn around the Texans. And you get a guy like Beanie walks in to a situation I don't see a lot of, you know, first-time black head coaches walk into. You're walking into a, a organization that already has an established franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. This is what you should do. Make the right choice.
0: I like that. Um, I'm not gonna argue it. Or argue against it, but the Texans, you go Dabo. Dabo, Sweeney, you throw, you back up, like JT always loves to say, you back up the Brinks truck to Clemson and you you open up the door to the Brinks truck, man. He was Watson's head coach at Clemson. In one said, if Cleveland passes on him, they are passing on Michael Jordan. That's enough said. They've won a title together. And Dabo, I believe, truly cares about him. So he would go out, make sure that he's protected with, a, with the offensive line. He puts him in the best position to win. And he knows how to protect quarterbacks. And he does a good job of hiring the right coaches for his program. And in this instance, for his NFL team, I think Dabo would, would hire the right guys. Um, and listen, I like the enemy the one difference I think with Dabo would be outside of already the head coaching experiences, just that. And I think Bienemy would be an excite, an exciting pick for the organization, but Dabo would be even more of an exciting pick for the organization to really get some energy in that organization because the fan base needs it. They, they need a breath of
1: fresh air. <laughs>
0: exactly. They know every year they're not getting past the divisional round. If they're, you know, if they even get to that spot, so I think that is why Dabo just – and you know he's bringing the energy and
1: that's what the organization needs. All right. I'll give you that because I did not think you were going to go that route. But pros and cons, the enemy I think is the better X and O's guys. And I think that's the benefit of bringing him in. Where I don't even think – that. when's the last time Dabo has called plays? I'm not even sure yeah. he's done that. I,
0: offensively, yeah. I would have to think – the enemy is the better X's and O's guy, right?
1: Here, right here, Here's where I do think if you want to go get Dabble, you do, you do have to back up the Brinks truck. Ain't no way he's leaving Clemson to go to the Texans for nothing. Only way I like that move better is if you told me Brent Venables was coming with him. And that's what I'm saying. He... If Venables is coming with him, with the defense of talent they're supposed to have, that's a good two for one. And I think – Dabo is a better fit with ownership, if that makes sense.
0: With the Venables thing, you bring up a great uh, point there because the it, it's what I was saying. He's going to hire the right guy. So whether it's bringing Venables or finding someone else defensively, kind of like Sean McVay did with Wade Phillips, right? I think Dabo would find that guy.
1: All right. So we'll see where this ends up. I got bien you got Dabo. Well, I guess if we, uh, if we beat Clemson this weekend, all bets are off. He could be going to Houston. But uh, let's stay in the division with the Tennessee Titans. So as of this past Thursday, 23 Titans have tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, their week five matchup against the Buffalo Bills is now in jeopardy of being postponed and also as of today has been moved till Tuesday. So the NFL has been investigating the team this week to see if they failed to follow the protocol set in place by the league. So Donato, what consequence or consequences should the Titans face if they blatantly broke the protocols that were in place? Man,
0: this is an, such an ever changing situation. I'm sure by the time we publish this episode, new information may come out. Three more
1: players are probably test positive. This is ridiculous.
0: Right. So this is really hard to answer. Um, they supposedly held an unauthorized workout at a local high school on September 30th after supposedly the team was told on September 29th that there could be no in-person team activities. So NFL is still investigating it. So I would want to know the whole report before I kind of come down with some sort of uh, consequence or punishment for the team However, you know, JT, it's such a tough time in the world and such a unique situation for football that I think forfeits, because I keep hearing that as a consequence being thrown out there, that forfeits are a little too harsh, unless it is, you know, a repeat offender as far as the the, the whole team or the organization. Uh, so I would say probably some mid-round picks. Um And then also, if a player blatantly disobeys protocols and, again, is a repeat offender of it, you know, for example, if the Vegas, Las Vegas Raider players break protocol again um, and they test positive, then I think they should miss the next time the team has a game. All right. So you got to start to be a little bit more strict in order to finish the season and players won't take it serious enough until their team is on the field and they're not allowed to be out there with them.
1: Yeah. I wanted to initially say that I do think because they already know what they're supposed to be doing. They know what the protocols are. They've already, they're already in lockdown and the fact that they haven't done anything to slow it down or stop it forfeiting the games at this point, I thought would be a good idea, but I, I I'm changing my mind because I realized that by them forfeiting games based on what they're doing, that's also affecting players that are on the, on the opponent's team that they were playing. Because if you're forfeiting the game, the Titans aren't getting any game checks, but guess what? That other team, those players aren't getting game checks either. So a forfeit kind of. I, I would disagree. I would love to know. Do you know for I, sure? I I, I, I did. I read that. I read that um, today that uh, if, This game with the Bills doesn't get played. Uh, Both teams forfeit game checks. I did read that, which is why I think they're moving it to Tuesday in hopes that the Titans can get their act together and they hope they have enough players that don't test positive to make an active roster to play the game. So it's the best – I kind of agree with you. The only way you can really punish them is to take away some high draft picks. Like, you start taking away first and second rounders, I think they'll get their act together. And you just listen to reports of – people internally within the Titans are saying that it's just a loose culture as far as following the rules of wearing masks in the facility. So I, I'm, I'm sure the Titans aren't the only ones that aren't following rules, clearly because, you know, positive COVID tests are popping up all around the league. But right now they have the biggest problem. So clearly they are the biggest perpetrators of the rule. Uh, only way you can punish somebody like that is draft picks, in my opinion. I think that's the only way to get it done.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think we should go the route of forfeits just yet. I mean, but you can't give them bye weeks
1: forever. I mean, come on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: No, and what I'm saying is you need to figure out the schedule and maybe they got pushed the Super Bowl back. But I, I agree with you. No one wants to see a forfeit. The fans, the players, you know, no one wants to see that. The coaches,
1: no one wants yeah, to see that. Yeah, and one one more thing I would suggest, I don't. You're you are the numbers guy. You can tell me if this is a viable threat or not. If you're not going to go the route of the forfeit, I agree about the draft picks. How about reducing some of their cap space for the future?
0: I'll tell you what, the GMs will quickly get the coaches in order to get the players following the protocols. (laughs) You know that. That's a good point. Hey, JT, I like that way to think outside the box, man. I like that. Well, let's stay in the NFL Let's go to a couple quarterbacks that have been benched over the past week and a half. The Chicago bears went with Nick Foles as starting quarterback over Mitch Trubisky against the Indianapolis Colts in week four, and is slated to start week five as well. The Washington football team announced this week that they are starting Kyle Allen over Dwayne Haskins. And in fact have named Alex Smith, the backup quarterback, the second string quarterback over Haskins JT. What went wrong for Trubisky and Haskins, and which one has the better chance to be a starter
1: again? I want to start with Haskins because this is a really unique situation because they chose to bench him. Now, when he just came off, to me, I thought probably his best game as a pro. He put up 300 yards passing on the Baltimore Ravens defense, and they actually look like a competent offense. But, I mean, you knew we knew this was coming. Uh, the new coach's staff came in. He wasn't their guy. They never were sold on him. They bought in Kyle Allen from the Panthers, so they already had somebody in place. And Dan Snyder was the one, the owner of the Washington football team. He was the one that wanted this kid in the first round when the current coach, Jay Gruden, didn't want him. So I feel most people in Washington not named Dan Snyder have not wanted Dwayne Haskins. He hasn't looked like the guy you thought he was as a, as a, first round pick, he's shown some potential, but not enough. Like we, we all think he's not going to be a good quarterback in the league. And you know, you couple that with it's a bad franchise, bad situation, toxic culture, management and coaching before uh, two new coaching systems. It's, it, I feel like the odds were stacked against him. Um, so for Trubisky, are we going back and forth or do you want to give me... No, nah,
0: go ahead. You keep, you're on a roll. Go ahead.
1: Uh, for Trubisky, um, I think half of it was management, uh, obviously the GM, Ryan Pace, and then you know how I feel about Matt Nagy as a coach and a play caller. I think that was part of it for him. And then the other part was just not being good and not being self-aware. And it's just simple things with Mitch. It's like, look, if Matt Nagy's system isn't really working... You have, you have an ability to do something that Dwayne Haskins unfortunately can't do, which is take off and run. And I don't understand why he never did that. There were plenty of times where Trubisky, if you're not confident with making the pass, take off and run. And it's good for him because guess what? The league is dominated by athletic quarterbacks. Every quarterback that's successful is taking off and running. They're, make, they're getting paid $500 million and winning MVPs and Super Bowls because of it. So I can only blame Nagy and the Bears front office so much. It's just Mitch Trubisky being a dumb player and not taking advantage of his skill set and not putting in the work to get better. Um, And you want me to give you who I think has a better shot to be a starter again? Of course, that was the question. All right, then to me, it's easy. It's Mitch. And it's because I think the league perception is that he still has upside that hasn't been tapped into yet. And some coach, you know how it goes, they'll think they can fix him. And we've talked about this uh, off Off uh, off offline before. Black quarterbacks that get drafted high in the NFL, they usually don't get chances as backups in the league. So it's usually you get that first shot. You're either a star, or you you might get on as a backup. But I can see Dwayne Haskins being out of the league in like two three years, and you never hear from him again. Well, Mr. Trubisky will be on uh, uh, the roster as a backup or like a fill in starter. He'll be Nick Foles for probably the next ten years.
0: You hit on a lot of points there. A lot of good points. Um, it it seems like you may have stolen my notes a little bit again. Cool. On to Cincinnati. uh, (laughs) On to the next topic. But you know me, I got to talk. I got to chime in here. Um, so I'm going to kind of lump both Mitch and Haskins together here in terms of what went wrong. Three things. The organizations they went to perennial have not been good lately for the past 20 years, 25,
1: 30 years. I don't know about the Bears though cuz I mean they've they've at least okay. gone to a Super Bowl in our lifetime. I they've been competitive.
0: I, I I take that back with the Bears but they have had their moments too in the past 30 years. They have been right.
1: bad with they, quarterbacks,
0: I'll give you that. I'll say this, both organizations have not been consistent in winning, okay? Is I'll that give you fair? That.
1: Okay. I'll give you that.
0: So coaches like you mentioned, I don't think some of the coaches put them in the right spots to win and then also the players around them. I mean, you look at their weapons, JT. Washington hasn't had much offensively. You've got the Bears. They've had some players in there, like Alan Allen Robinson at times, uh, a Matt Forte at times. but
1: Brandon Marshall in his prime.
0: True, but was Brandon Marshall there in his prime with Trubisky is what I'm saying?
1: No, no, no. He was okay. with Cutler. So
0: this is what I'm saying, is that those quarterbacks didn't have great Pro Bowl players. When we think of offensive teams, we don't think of Washington and Chicago. So those are the three reasons I think what went wrong basically for these two quarterbacks. And I always like what you say, and I have bought into it is with a young quarterback getting drafted that high is the situation, right? Like they need to come into a good situation. I don't think either one of them did. And then this is the other thing that went wrong. They were never really worth the spot they were taken at in the draft. And when that happens, there's a lot of pressure, and you're thrown into the fire way too soon than you should have been. And Trubisky, I believe they traded up. Haskins, a lot of people didn't think he should have gone at that spot yet. So that is always against them too. And then the better chance to be a starter, I agree, it's Mitch a couple of years ago, he had a first round buy, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, he
1: he put, he put up a solid year. I still remember the game where he threw five touchdowns against the Patriots. That's a good defense.
0: Yeah, and you're so right. I have it written down. A coach always thinks they can fix a guy, especially when they believe he has or had talent, and they're always going to see that with Mitch because he was taken what top ten traded up for.
1: And coach he's got, a, is, he's got a, a much bigger body of work too like he has good tape that you can look at and say okay right. right there I see a guy right. Wayne Haskins you forget it's not even a year and a half a yet. year he's and a half
0: yeah exactly and now this is a second coach I mean again it's the situation and that's why Haskins is a little bit behind the eight ball there because of all of that where Trubisky has had a little bit more consistency with the coaching staff so I agree. I think Mitch has the better chance to be a starter again. I'm not saying Haskins will never be, because there's always a chance, but Mitch
1: has the better chance. Nah, he's done. He's done. He'll never be a starter again. You're, you're put, saying you're saying for like a whole season, not just
0: as a backup yeah, to fill like, in. Okay. Like somebody
1: will never sign him to a free agent deal to be their starting to quarterback. To be their starter. I
0: I can see that. Even though I don't really see that with so much with Mitch, but I think he might still get back in here at the end of the season with the Bears
1: yeah because foals ain't the answer <laughs> so can we talk about something on this show that i've been i know i've been pushing you to do this but we never do can we talk about fantasy football
0: of course hey man you're in the production meetings too i mean everyone likes you as the host as, as the host better so you
1: can't tell by some of these topics that we pick because we never get to talk about this wow. but, uh, this
0: was a this was a jt heavy topic show okay just for the people at home
1: all right, so I know we usually don't do this, but we're going to spend some time on fantasy football. So I know everyone is listening, including us. We spent countless hours talking about this, setting our lineups, trying to make trades. Well, some of us are trying to make trades. Some of us are just trying to screw people over. Um, with all that being said... That's um, not me.
0: I know you're not looking at me. I'm not looking at that. you. You got a guilty <laughs>
1: conscience. I didn't say no names. Never guilty.
0: Never feeling guilty.
1: If you, if you want to know who the shadiest person all of our leagues are just uh dm us and we'll show you some of the trades this particular unnamed person has sent all right that's all i gotta say so what's your biggest who's your biggest surprise in fantasy football this year
0: i'm gonna go a combo of justin herbert and josh allen two quarterbacks herbert only three games so people didn't think he would start right away or at least second game of the year five touchdowns over 900 yards and again Only three games in and was not supposed to be the starter uh, at this point of the year so soon. And then Josh Allen. I mean, we thought he would naturally progress – but not
1: this soon. I think the man, JT were, I, the man never passed for three hundred yards of the game <laughs> into this season. So yeah, that's for sure. That's a surprise.
0: Yeah, we never thought it would it would escalate this quickly for him. Twelve touchdowns, over thirteen hundred yards, and it's a Buffalo Bills offense. JT, it's not like he's in New Orleans throwing the ball around like like the Saints do with Drew Brees, and he's only had one interception. Mm-hmm. So. Josh Allen has put himself in the fantasy world up there with Russell Wilson and Dak this year.
1: All right. I like those. Um, I'm going to just go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. My man, Gardner Minshew. No, you can't
0: claim he's your man when he was my dude first. Pull, Come on.
1: We we can't like the same player? Pull up the tape. I told you this already. Pull up the tape from I last told year. You I told before. you before. I told he you. He looks before. like a young Russell Wilson to be, But, no, honestly, Minshew, I mean, I don't even have to say that much. I think he's averaging, what, like 22 points a game. He's a top 10 quarterback in all formats. Nobody thought he'd be doing this except maybe us. And then James Robinson, the starting running back, undrafted out of Illinois State, a top five running back in PPR and standard. You got him off the waiver wire. So just those two together, the Jags actually looking like they can win some people, some championships in fantasy. You got to say you're surprised by them too.
0: Yeah, no, those are those are two good ones too, especially right, James, this- James Robinson. Shout out to you, JT. Good job picking him up on the waiver.
1: Yeah, I know. Riding him straight to a championship. So let's flip the script. Give me your disappointments.
0: So I've got only one, and I don't know how much of this is his fault, so I kind of feel bad putting him on the list, but it's if the fantasy owner has this guy, they're disappointed. It's Saquon Barkley because of the – Injury. that's not his
1: fault, though. It
0: it doesn't matter. Listen, a disappointment, go ask people who had him on their team, either as a keeper or taking him right behind McCaffrey. The injury in the second week of the year, he didn't even get through two full games, and he's done for the whole year. It's not even like, oh, he's going to miss eight weeks and come back for the stretch run in the playoffs. Like, people fought with Daniel Jones in his second year. Saquon would have, like, that rookie year that he had again. And when it just fizzled that quick in week two after a really bad showing in week one, man, the the fantasy owners are disappointed.
1: But he really didn't have a bad showing in week one. He just played a tough defense. If you look in PPR, he got you double digit points. And and I know, but you you could escape with that floor.
0: You're not having him as a keeper or the second overall pick in getting twelve points and being happy.
1: All right. Honorable mention for my disappointment is a guy that I'm disappointed in every year, which is why I don't draft him is Julio Jones. So I'll just throw that out there, but he's not the guy I'm picking. He's the killing that...
0: me right now. He is killing me. He's killing God- a lot of people. Godwin.
1: Him and Godwin. But, but you know what though? All fairness, if you, if you have never owned Julio Jones before, just talk to anybody that has, he does this every year. He don't score touchdowns. He has four or three or four big games a year. And then you look back at the stats, you're like, man, he had all these great games. And then you don't see the ones where he has like eight, five. He's a decoy for three of them. So it's a roller coaster owning Julio Jones for sure. But my disappointment got to be Kenyon Drake, Arizona Cardinals. Not only was, I feel like in most leagues that I'm in, he at worst was a top 20 pick. I have had some leagues where he went in the first round. Last year after he got traded to the Dolphins, I think he was like a top four overall player in fantasy as far as points. So you're taking that expectation from last year, same offense, better weapons into this season. You know what his numbers look like right now? One touchdown on the season, zero 100-yard games, one game over 80 yards rushing, and five total catches on the year. That's not even top 30 at the position. So what do you do? You can't trade them and you can't start them, but you can't drop them. So now you just literally have dead weight sitting on your bench.
0: That's a good one. And that is why, JT, as far as I know, neither you or I drafted Kenyon
1: Drake. Yeah, shout out to us because we saw that coming.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're the greatest at fantasy football.
1: Yeah, especially when you're ripping people off during trades. So anyway, let's transition. That has never
0: happened. Uh, On to the next.
1: Guys, if you want to know the bad trades that people send, DM us. I'll see you the screenshots. So let's move on to week five of the NFL. We do this every week where we look forward to the top storylines of of Sunday. So, Don, uh, what storylines or games stand out to you this week?
0: I just want to know if the Bills and Titans are going to play. That's, that's my first one, because that is, JT, going to be a really good game. Of, As of now, it's Tuesday, but we'll see. Right, right, of two of the top teams in the AFC. So get your popcorn ready for that if they do play. I'm interested to see, and of course this is my team, but I am interested to see how that unexpected bye week affected the Steelers and affects them playing Philly, especially now that uh, they will have some fans in the stands for that game. So that's going to be interesting to see how they come out. If they're, if they're a little rusty or sluggish. And then this is my low key kind of game to watch for the Bengals offense versus the Ravens defense. I want to see what Joe Burrow has. That offense is looking good, starting to come around Mixon had that huge game last week, but now they go against the Baltimore defense. And so Let's see what Burrow and the Bengals' offense is made of.
1: Yeah, I think that game's going to be really interesting because Washington didn't play all that bad against that defense.
0: I agree. And ironically enough, JT, the point spread, I know you don't follow it, but the point spread, very similar. It was 14 plus 14 to, to Washington. And here, in this game, I think it's like plus 13, plus 13 and a half to the Bengals. So the point spreads are very similar, and most people would think the Bengals are a better team than the Washington team.
1: Mm, We'll see. Um, We do have some similar things. So I'm with you on the Titans. Right now it says they're going to play on Tuesday. I don't know how you clear 23 guys by Tuesday. But I guess I just want to see will the Titans ever play again and how it affects the NFL schedule. Um, At this rate, I think you're just going to have to, you know, Sub up Alabama from college and let them finish the season. That's what I would do. And sticking with COVID, the Patriots game has been moved to Monday. So we know Cam tested positive, and he missed the Monday night game against the Chiefs last week. Now this week, Stephon Gilmore tested positive, so I'm assuming he's out. But here's the thing that I don't hear people talking about, and it's right in plain view. Stephon Gilmore played on Monday night. It was probably – Uh, coronavirus coronavirus positive if you watch that game after the game front and center really close shaking hands with Patrick Mahomes guarantee you the Chiefs are gonna have a positive test on that team somewhere soon and it to me if it's not Mahomes I know the NFL is lying about who's positive and who's not because there's no way if this dude Gilmore was positive for COVID and he's basically hugging Mahomes after the game and he don't have it Something's awfully suspicious. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And then the game I really want to really watch closely is it's the Cowboys versus the Giants. Like, I want to see if the Cowboys are this bad because the Giants, to me, they're a top five worst team in the league. Dallas, yes, has a bad defense, but they should be able to get right against the Giants. If their defense can't stop the Giants, I legit am worried about the Cowboys not making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. If their defense can't keep the giant offense down without Barkley, without Barkley and without uh, Sterling Ster- Shepard, either. Sterling Shepherd. I mean, who, who can they stop then in the NFC? Because when it gets the late in the year, Green Bay, New Orleans, you know, some of those Tampa Bay, maybe they're going to be in shootouts, and you just can't win all the time like that. Come playoff time.
1: So, all right, you done with your storylines? Yeah, that's it. I just want to see who tests positive for COVID and which games are going to be missed. Wow, wow. All right, so
0: let's go to everyone's favorite segment, weekend predictions. And, hey, maybe tweet us, DM us your predictions of these same games. You know, JT, we should probably start doing some sort of contest contest that the winner – of the fans, if they're better than us, whoever that fan is, maybe they get something, huh? We should start doing something like that. Yeah,
1: he's paying for it, but absolutely, we'll do that. Whoa, whoa! The budget is the budget is. What's our budget look like? So, well, how much money you got in your wallet? Two dollars. <laughs> there we go. You get a gift card to Target
0: <laughs> for two dollars.
1: I yep, No, they, if they that's got a dollar possible. section. They can get two things.
0: <laughs> well, for this for this episode and until future notice. No prizes are being given out because JT does not want to pay pay for it. So um, our, our records, JT, man, the research and stat people on our crew not doing their job this week because I don't have the records in front of me. All right, so I guess we'll go
1: to the games. What that means is I probably either caught them or surpassed them and win, so all of a sudden the stats aren't available this week. But uh, awesome, go ahead. On to the predictions. So Texas
0: versus Oklahoma.
1: Who you get? Texas. The first time I can say this in probably a decade. That
0: is true. I'm going Texas as well. All right, so two for
1: Texas.
0: Virginia Tech versus UNC. Sneaky good game in the ACC.
1: It is. For my own selfish reasons, I want UNC to win so that when we beat them, it's a bigger victory.
0: Ooh. Okay. Okay. I've got Virginia Tech.
1: Got Virginia
0: Tech there. Tennessee versus Georgia. Georgia. Book it. Yup. Yup. I hear that. I second that. All right. The big one. The big one in college football. The Saturday night primetime game. I know JT and I will definitely be watching as fans of the Hurricanes as they travel to Clemson. Who you got,
1: JT? Got to go with the Kings. We cannot go against the home team. I think we had the momentum i think this is the the one of the games we steal from them
0: Ooh man i'll tell you what for the fans we try to not be biased so
1: oh no I'm, no 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 he tried not to be biased i'm picking the Kings <laughs> all day
0: i'm gonna say clemson if i'm if i'm picking with my mind
1: which so i'm gonna on, do here i'm going clemson could i point out something so he is a big um fan and you pick clemson the what biggest tells-
0: i am the biggest
1: from what that Pittsburgh. tells me is no affiliation. He cares. You care more about your record for the season, beating me in predictions, than you do about your team winning. Go with go with some conviction. Pick Miami to win. If they don't win, we both lose together. I'm using reverse psychology because I feel like if nah. I pick Miami, we're not nah, going to win. The record, so if the record I go must be against close. them, the if I go. Close. If I to go away.
0: No, if I <laughs> go against them, then. I believe Miami might win. It's reverse psychology. Don't worry about it. You're lying like a politician. Don't worry about Go ahead. What's next? Worry about yourself. Don't worry about it. So let's go to the NFL. Colts at Browns.
1: Picking the Browns. I think that Colts defense has not been tested really yet. And this is a good team that's going to be physical with them. Me too. I'm going with the
0: Browns. And I don't know about that Colts
1: offense yet. I just, I'm not sold on I'm not sold on your boy, Jonathan Taylor.
0: Looks I'm not real. sold on your am I'm not, I'm, I'm not sold on your dude, Phillip Rivers.
1: He's hitting the cliff. That's yeah, your dude. I, I said he was gonna fall off the cliff. What are you talking about? I never said he was gonna stay on, but uh, okay. All right, the Monday night game. Chargers at Saints. <sighs> I'm gonna go to go with the Saints. I guess they've fixed everything and they get Michael Thomas back. Yeah, I'm gonna go Saints
0: as well. So the only two games we went against each other, Virginia Tech versus UNC, Miami
1: versus Clemson cool so if he gets those two games in his favor we'll have the official records next week I guarantee <laughs> I don't know
0: what you're talking about well let's start a new segment here JT to another end. one another one another one to end this show and maybe we'll, we'll have it on for other shows as well there's no trivia time or sport confessions so let's go with a new segment called shout outs, all right? Some of the things we didn't get to players, teams, topics that we didn't get to throughout the course of the show. Let's give a quick shout out to something that either lifted your spirits, made you smile or just was a feel good uh story. What you got this
1: this this week? Um uh Brianna Stewart, the <laughs> Storm, you know, she was hurt last year season in injury battling back to win a title. So I definitely want to shout out the WNBA on this show. Um, Also too, I want to, um, I know this is probably unpopular opinion, but I want to shout out the Astros for making noise in the playoffs and backing it up. You know, I know everybody's going against them and saying they can't do it without cheating, but they're winning. So they're kind of shutting people up. So shout out to them. And they're
0: headed to the ALCS.
1: So, um, Oh, and I'm also the- too, uh sorry, shout out to the Tampa Bay Rays. Ah, you and, had to say that you don't want to get in trouble at home. Yeah, so in so in this house, they're on all the televisions, so I have no choice, but uh definitely rooting for them to go all the way, so it'd be special. If they can go to the World Series this year. But so far it looks like they're taking care of business. So So you shout gotta out give to them.
0: some you gotta give some backstory there. Are you gonna give backstory or you want me to do? Oh,
1: it? yes. My wife calls the shots in this house, she rules everything, and she's the biggest Rays fan on the planet, so they actually have a chance to win a World Series. This is a really good team. And I have to cheer for them. All right, there you while go. My team get, while my team, the Marlins, gets knocked out the playoffs. without got, a piece.
0: Got swept. Mm-hmm. So my shout out goes to Quentin Byfield. He became the highest drafted black player in NHL history this past Tuesday night when the Los Angeles Kings drafted him at number two. So congratulations to Quentin. Mm-hmm. And best wishes for a long, productive career, I know that comes from both j t and myself
1: and welcome to l a <laughs>
0: hey, if you can't be in Miami, I guess might as well LA's be in l a
1: best bet man
0: so j t that wraps up another great episode of j t and the Don to the listeners and fans out there. Thank you very much for listening as Always and remember to please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and whatever platform you listen to all of your other favorite podcasts. And remember, if you like what we do, leave us a five star review. And JT, if you don't like what we do, leave us a five star review. Also, you can follow us on social media. Our handle at JT and the Dawn, that is Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. So, JT, until the next episode, see ya! Peace.